But let's just pray and let's just commit our hearts to the Lord as we just want to share God's word with you. Lord, we honor you for this time together. We pray, Father God, that as we share your word, that you, oh Father God, your word is like a double-edged sword. It divides between marrow and bone. We pray that today that your word will, Father God, take root in our heart as we share your word, as we understand what you are saying to us at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I would like to just go quickly, turn with me for those who have your Bibles with you and your phones in Psalm 16. It's a very familiar scripture, but I want to just bring an understanding of what the scripture is all about, um, Psalm 16. We're going to read the whole passage, so just bear with us. I'm aware of time, so I'll try my best to, to wrap up as much as I could, as close to, to the time we need to, to wrap up. So I'm going to read... Um, Two scriptures, uh, firstly one scripture before I read Psalm 16 because I want to give context as to why God has led me to read this passage. And uh, then I'll take it from there. Let me read it quickly and then I'll go back to the scripture. So I'm going to read from the ESV version and I'm going to read another version late now after that because I want to just show you the understanding of the scripture and why is it significant. Um, Psalm 16, uh, sorry, 16 says, 1 says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. They drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen, chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Verse 7. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me, because He is my right hand, and I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure, for you will not abandon my soul to show, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, are pleasures forevermore. Allow me just to read the um, amplified version of the same scripture and just to bring a different emphasis to what I would like to share this morning. Keep and protect me, O God, for in you I have placed my trust and found refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good besides you. As for the saints, godly people who are in the land, they are the majestic and the noble and the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows, the pain and the suffering of those who have chosen another God will be multiplied because of their idolatry. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood, nor will I take their names upon my lips. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. My cup is all I need. You support my lot. The boundary lines of the land have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my heart, my mind instructs me in the night. 
I have set the Lord continually before me, because he is my right hand, and I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory, my innermost self, rejoices. My body too well dwell confidently in safety, for you will not abandon me to show the, ne the ne nether world the place of the dead, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will show me the path of life, in your presence is fullness of joy. In the right hand, there is pleasures for, forevermore. Now, why I read those two versions is because when we understand Psalm 16, why is it significant? I want to give you a bit of background as to why we're, going to, we're doing this passage this morning. Firstly, Psalm 16 is the source of life and security of the creator of life. The psalmist David, he speaks of a divine presence as the place that is most desired. So when we look at Psalm 16, the author is writing about the fact that, and we'll go through the background on what happened to him, that he firstly says, I'm taking refuge in the Lord. That's his first hideaway place. Think of your own situation and circumstances. Where do you run to first? Do you run to your bank balance and say, oh, and then run to the bank or to someone? Or do you run when you're in a troubled situation to a friend and say, you need to sit and pray with me? Or do we run to God first? Because that's what David is saying here. He's saying, I'm going before no other person. I'm going to God first. And that's why this is significant. Because in our Christian walk, whatever we face, we cannot go to people or someone for their opinions first. It's to God first. Seek His will first. But you know, Elder, I just want your advice on something. My advice counts jack in the presence of God and the will of God. There are people, yes, God has given us to walk with us. But you see, that comes afterwards. Let's get the order right. So it says that the psalmist speaks of the divine presence as the place that is most desired, that gives fullness of joy. From the beginning of Psalm 16, he testifies to a life that finds its ultimate rest in God's protective presence. The Psalm 16 is also known as the golden secret. This Psalm does reveal David's trust in life and hope in death. In actual fact, this is the first Psalm that somebody rejoices that there is a continuation after death. In actual fact, in Psalm 16, it is referenced about his inheritance. And as we know, according to the bloodline of David, who do we receive into the world later? Jesus Christ. And so he says in Psalm 16, not being fully aware of what's taking, he says, God, that you will leave me, and we'll see this in his word, an inheritance. But what that inheritance does, and Psalm 16, why is it a golden a secret? It's because it's the turning point in the gospel that references Jesus Christ. So when you read Psalm 16, I've got to ask you the question, what is the turning point in your life when you read God's Word? Because you see, when you read His Word, it must change the trajectory of your inheritance and your family. So when you are doing something, it's not just for the year and now, it is for what is still to come. And so Psalm 16 has become a pivotal point in Scripture that points to Christ, but here's the thing, it also acknowledges the adversity from um, Psalm 16 verse 1 to 7. 
He calls unto God to go into a hiding place. Verse 8 is the first time he references with assurance. And so whatever we find ourselves and what we are doing, God says, firstly, let me become your refuge. And in that, verse 8, you will see that we need to stand in the assurance of what God has called us to. David's secret was that he placed his trust in the Lord, Jehovah, along with delighting in the saints of the earth, God's people. So as you trust God, as you find yourself in God, God will put and has put godly people with you that will give you wise counsel. Psalm 16 is also, it begins with the expressions of devotion that has been applied to Christ, but it concludes with the confidence of a resurrection that is in Christ. You see, when you look at, at what Psalm 16 does and where it starts off, it tells you that even though you are feeling a certain way, the end result is more important. So our emotions and our feelings of what we go through in life, yes, it's key. And, and David expresses that in 1 to 7. But there comes a time that you cannot become the victim any longer, that you've got to stand as the victor. That you've got to stand as the one who's in victory, who's in Christ. Because you see, as Christians, it's, woe is me, I'm going through this difficult time. And we walk with that as the one thing in front of us, as the main thing. That is a lie. We walk in the truth and the confidence of who God is in our lives. And we've got to hold on to that. Psalm 16 is also what they call a michtam, which translates in a golden psalm, like I said. It's a very precious one, more to be valued by us than gold. Much more, it's because it speaks plainly of who Christ is as a true treasure in his resurrection. So if there's anything you want to treasure up, is to treasure the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Because we've heard this many times before. We cannot take anything else with us. And if we understand that true treasure of who he is, then we've got to make sure that we understand his word enough to know and to say, listen, Satan, get behind me. At camp we heard this. And Steve Morris and, and Robin alluded to this this morning. Just take it up with Christ. Because when the enemy comes at you, you need to stand in the victory of what he has called you to. The battle is the Lord. The victory is yours. What does that mean? There are some things we don't need to fight here on earth. We just hand it to God. Lord, in my work situation with my boss... I'm not going to go time and again and tell him about the same thing. I'm handing him over to you. Lord, with my family, I'm not going to go every time and have a family meeting and we argue and disagree. I hand them over to you. But here's the thing. We don't hand over begrudgingly and say, Oh, you know how fearful it is to be in the hands of a living God. You're going to see what God is going to do with you. That's not what God is talking about. We're going to hand them over to God as a servanthood and serving and say, God, I come with this heart of repentance before you, but I bring my family, my boss before you. Save their soul. Touch them, Lord. You do what you do well in their lives. 
Let us not do God's work. Let God do what he does well. Can you believe I'm going to wrap this up? I've got five minutes left. Because you know why? I'm not going to preach a long sermon in order to... You can go read Psalm 16 again. But here's the last point. You see, I told you I'm going to tell you this. And I want to close off with this. And not too many closings. I did that the other day at the core leaders and I got wrapped over the knuckles. Saul was trying to kill David. This is before Psalm 16 took place. David ran away to the woods, the hills and the fields. He hid from Saul. 400 men went with David. Saul had 3,000 soldiers. Saul was king of Israel. One night Saul and, uh, was asleep. David came near and in the night he took some things from Saul. David did not even kill him. In the morning, David told Saul, it was easy for me to kill you, but I did not. What have I done wrong? You sent me away from my own country. You told me to find other gods. Why? It was probably at this time that David wrote Psalm 16, the theologians are saying. And there were two ideas in it. Firstly, the inheritance of David, your inheritance, is what your parents give you when they die. David says, Saul made him go away from his own country. The inheritance of David was there, but David had a better inheritance. The Lord was his inheritance. Listen to me today. God is your inheritance. We might not have on this earth an inheritance in our family loom and what is happening, but when the Lord is your inheritance, everything is resolved and fixed. I ask you today, as you ponder on God's word, as I want to share one more point. According to Psalm 16, make the Lord your inheritance because He is your protector. He is the one that goes before you. He knows everything about us. The second part is that the God of David, Saul told David to find other gods, but David already had the best God that there was. David had had only God. He had no need to make a change. Now you might say, Ella, how does that apply into my own life? What has become a little bit of demigods in our lives? We're serving the God. But if we're going on to social media about opinions, then he's not God of our lives. Yes, it's good later on, but if God has spoken to you about something, then you need to follow God. If God is directing your path, that a self-help book is not going to help you, because the word of God must help you. If it is that there are things we are doing in our lives and we're not putting God first as the first order of our day, then we've got to ask of God for forgiveness because we've made something else a God or a priority. Where are we spending most of our time with? If it's in our workplaces, do we have the presence of God that is made manifest there? Are we praying in our, in our um, businesses and our places, in our homes? It's important that we take our rightful place. Come, let's stand. As I just want to read one more time just a portion of God's word over us.
The Lord says in his word, For he will not abandon us, in verse 10, nor will he allow us to decay. The Lord will show us a path of life, and in his presence there is fullness of joy. In his light and hand there are pleasures forevermore. Lord, we honor you for your word that in Matthew, this very word of Psalm 16 was fulfilled according to the inheritance of what you've left through the Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we live in that inheritance this morning, that you have set a path before us through Jesus Christ, that we are, Father God, now part of this great kingdom. And your inheritance stands for, for until eternity. That as we transition from this life to the next life, that we will be with you face to face. Lord, as we are on this earth, thank you for your word that directs us and gives us a compass, that gives us encouragement, that shows us around our decisions and our choices. For those of us who have grown cold not to read your word, that we will fall in love with you and your word again. For those of us who will need to prioritize our time, that we will make you the focus, Lord. And like David in Psalm 16, we can say that you are our refuge and our focal point. And for those of us who need to encourage someone who's lost their way, that they will find their way again. Help us to speak truth in love. Be with us this week as we go. That We don't know what lies ahead. We pray for those that today will come together as we pray for Israel and for Palestine. As we are aware that so many people have died. That the Lord, there is a fulfillment of your word taking place in our very midst. Lord, help us to be peacekeepers. That we will speak truth, the truth in love. That we won't be entwined in arguments and disagreements, but we will show love where we go. Let us be the light that you called us to. Let us be the salt of this earth. Lord, let us be the yeast that you've called us to be, so that we can rise up where we find ourselves. We pray that today, as we step out of this building, that we will, we will be blessed wherever we go. That we speak, every word that we speak will be words of blessing. Every word that we speak to each other and our families, Lord, in the midst of challenges that we see, that we will show the light. In Jesus' name. Bless us now as we depart. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Amen.